Hi, welcome to this latest Action Easter podcast. I'm your host, Tony Barber, and today I'm going to be speaking to Joe Apfelborn. Joe is the CEO of Ajax Union, a B2B digital marketing agency which is based in Brooklyn, New York. Joe's a business strategist, a marketing expert, and a certified Google trainer. In his personal life, Joe has recently lost 95 pounds in weight, which he says has given him more energy than ever. He's the author of a new book, High Energy Secrets. Joe's mission is to help entrepreneurs, and I'm sure he's going to share some valuable tips and insight with us today. Joe, a really interesting story. Can you kind of tell me a little bit about your journey, both your personal journey and obviously your business journey, please? Yeah, absolutely. So um, specifically, when I started Ajax Union, a B2B marketing agency in Brooklyn, people said that if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. But I built lots of websites and nobody came. So what I realized right. is you actually need to market your business and build relationships if you want people to come and do business with you. So I started to market my business and my business really took off. And can I ask you sort of what time period that took you, Joe, from kind of when you had the idea and when you say you started to build those websites to when when you feel it took off? So I, I first started uh, learning the skills of building my websites uh, when I was a teenager. Um, I was very passionate about computers. I didn't have a computer growing up. And I once went over to my mother and I said, Ma, how do I, how do I make money? Like, you never made it. I feel like I'm not going to be able to be successful. And she got very emotional. She took me to the library. She told me to get into the car. She took me to the library and she said, go in there. And there's all the information that you need to be successful. So I went in there and I took books out on how to fix computers and how to build websites and things like that. And I I started getting into it. And what I realized is that people needed websites. So I said, okay, great. I'm going to start building websites for people. And I started building websites for free initially. And then eventually people said, you know, why don't we pay you to do this? And I said, okay, I'm happy to take the money for this. I just fun. For me, it's fun. This is fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, and I got really good at it. And over the course of a decade, um, I got so good. But, you know, I was building websites for people. And, they, you know, they say you build it, they will come. I was building websites. And people were not getting traffic to those websites that I was building. So I had to learn how to do something called search engine optimization. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But essentially, sure. it's ranking, ranking your website on Google. So getting traffic on Google and being able to, to be able to just market yourself. Most people don't know how to market their business. And I had to become an expert on behalf of my clients on exactly how to on exactly how to do that. And that was that was uh, one of the skills that really helped me be able to scale my business. Check that. Um, that was a skill that really helped me be able to uh, build my business because I had to apply those skills for myself as well. Right. So it wasn't just right. me doing it for yeah. customers; it was doing it for my own website. And I started, I started learning like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. This is what people really need in business. When it comes to marketing, people really, really, really need that. They really need to market themselves. They really need to get out there. Everybody focuses on building and building and building and having the skills and expertise in order to do stuff for people. But they often forget mm-hmm. that you have to market yourself. 
And if you don't market sure. yourself, you're not going to be successful. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I just want to pick up one thing that you said as well, um, Joe, if I may. You kind of yeah. said that when you started off, it was fun. Now, obviously, going through that journey of learning, marketing, etc., did it ever stop become becoming fun? And is it fun still now in your business? Okay, so um, in terms of when it stopped becoming fun, when my business got too big, so uh, we started this particular business in 2008, 2009, um, mm -hmm. and it was a lot of fun in the beginning. And I had such a good time building the business, and I wanted to build a million-dollar business. And when I hit a million, I wanted to build a $2 million business. When I hit two, I wanted to build a $4 million business. But at a certain point, I had 75 full-time employees, three locations, and it just stopped becoming fun because I didn't really understand how to build a culture and we didn't really have values and everything that we built was, was not, was just kind of like, it just was, you know, it just mm. was, it was just not ideal. So I had to figure out why, why wasn't it ideal? Why wasn't it working for me? And I did some soul searching to figure that out. And I realized that I had a tremendous amount of fears. I was the one that, needed to change. Jim Rohn said something. He said, if you want to grow your business, you can only grow your business as much as you can grow yourself. So I had to go through that journey. Mm. That's interesting. I, I read an article of yours um, about the, the three things. And I think you said very honestly, there were countless things that you would have liked to have known before you started your business. But kind of the first one you picked up was clear, realistic goals. And I'm kind of taking from that that the realist was also sort of the mindset and the soul searching, which perhaps you hadn't done at the outset. As you say, you were, you were concentrating sort of on building the business and the revenue. Would that be a fair assessment? Joe. No, 100%. I was very, very focused on building the business. I was not focused on building myself. I was focused on building the skills. I thought if I had the skills, if I yeah. knew that I was the best SEO guy, the best IT guy, the best web designer, the best marketer around, that I would be successful mm. and I would make money. And once you have money, life is good. But I made mm. money. And I was successful and life wasn't good. I was mm. overweight. I was 265 pounds. I was not living the life I wanted to live. And there was something wrong. I didn't know what it was. And what I realized yeah. through going through my journey and losing 95 pounds and really building a profitable business and changing around to, to being on purpose, being on purpose, living on purpose, and not just taking every client that comes to me and not just taking every person and every relationship that comes to me, but really doing good by the people. I realized that business and success is mostly mindset. It's mostly mm. mindset and understanding that it's mostly in our mind and our mind does not let us see the extent of our situation that we're in. You know, I was 265 pounds and I used to make excuses about my weight and I didn't really, it didn't really matter. It didn't really matter. I didn't realize that it was just a bunch of habits and programming that was holding me back from having what I really wanted. And mm. I, what I really wanted was amazing energy. I didn't know that because my fear was hiding. So imagine carrying around an extra 40 pounds everywhere you go, like a, a five-gallon bottle of water or eight bags of potatoes. It's heavy, and it's weighing you down. I had 95 pounds. I had almost two and a half times bigger than that. 
So I didn't want to admit it. So the first step is to get really honest and admit that you're not in control of your current habits. Because the truth is you're not in control of your habits. You can't control habits. You can't control the automatic processes that you go through unless you're conscious of it. And most of your habits you're not even conscious of. And once you realize that you're not in control of your habits, then you have the ability to take control and change those habits one at a time. And awareness is what melts away the fear that stops us from taking action. And courage is action in spite of fear. So for me, living my best life is overcoming my greatest fears. Mm. I, I can imagine that was a, a, a very scary moment in um, life, Joe, when you said you did the soul searching. Um, how long of a period did it sort of take you from when you thought mm, something isn't right? As you say, I'm, I'm kind of successful. I've got the money, etc. But it's not right. If you could put a period of time on that soul searching, how long would you, you say that sort of that took? And how did you make it easier for yourself from the time that you realized you, you had to go on that particular journey? I would say that it took me probably um, five years to go through that journey to get to a place mm -hmm. where I actually felt complete. From a place where I was like, okay, something's wrong. I don't know what's going on. I need to hire coaches, consultants. I need to figure this out. I need to join organizations. I need to start reading books. I need to start journaling. I need to start meditating. I need to like figure this out till a place where I finally got, got to a place where like, okay, I still need to grow, but now at least I accept myself. I love myself. Now I'm in a place of completion where I'm in the service of others as opposed to trying to find my own journey. So mm -hmm. I, it took me about five years, that journey. So that's, that's really um that's really what it was mm, that's interesting because i think very often we we kind of want to rush things don't we i think particularly entrepreneurs they you you kind of almost want to wake up today and have completed it by um tomorrow so that's really interesting that that was a lengthy journey but we I, overestimate I we overestimate what we could sure. achieve in one year and we underestimate yeah. what we could achieve in a decade Mm, yeah, I, I, th I think that's really interesting. I'd also like to pick up on something else you've just said, Joe, which I think is something that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and, and, and people in business face. And that is, you said that initially you felt that you had to accept every client, every project, and then suddenly it kind of came to you that you didn't. So you must have started to say no to every opportunity. I would imagine that that was sort of very frightening where you you sort of were. Can, can you take us through that sort of that that sort of saying no, perhaps for the first few times and, and how you felt during that initial process? Well, I was already in a place where I didn't like I was I was already in a place where I was able to say no. So I didn't just say no when I couldn't say no. Yeah. So a customer came to me. You know, the big insight was I had a, a mentor that came to my office. He built his business from zero to 10 million in five years, and then he sold it to a publicly traded company. And he had an agency, and he sat down with me, and I re he reviewed my clients with me. And at that time, we had a few hundred clients. And he said, he's like, you got to drop all these clients. You got to drop hundreds of clients. I said, why? I said, what's the difference if the client's paying me 1500 a month or 15000 a month? He's like, okay, let's, let's analyze this for a second. Let's take your customers that are paying you 1500 a month. Let's add $100 to their bill. I was like, I can't. They, they, I can't add 100 I try. I tried every single one. They don't have money. It's very difficult. Even the 1500s are scraping by to, to do the 1500s. He's like, okay, what about the $15,000 client? We add $1,000 to them. He's like, I could add 
$20,000 to them. It's easy because they have a budget and I can work with them. She's like, you're wasting your time with companies. You're taking up your bandwidth. You're wasting your time with companies that are not upsellable. And because they're not upsellable, you're not going to be able to succeed. So what you need to do is you need to find the right customers and you need to say no to anybody that's not the most ideal customer because if you don't say no to them, you're actually losing opportunity by saying yes to the wrong customers. You're taking up your bandwidth and you're actually losing opportunity. So looking at, at, at it from that point of view mm. is a game changer. It's a complete and total mm. game changer because it's not like I'm missing out or I'm afraid. It's, I'm actually making money when I say no to somebody because I can service mm. my current customers better. I can upsell them and I can get referrals for the right customers. I'm leaving my bandwidth open for the right customers. Could you imagine getting stuck with the wrong customer and then wasting mm. your time. They're unhappy. You're unhappy. Your employees are unhappy. Everybody's unhappy. So what you need to do is you need to test it out. See if the relationship works. Usually in the first conversation to the first two couple conversations, you find some red flags and you keep testing it out. And the second, you know, it's not going to work out at that point. That's the point where you say, you know what? Listen, love you very much. I'm going to help you out as much as I can, but it's not working out. Mm. That that's really interesting and something sort of very brave. And I think a lot of people who are going to be listening, Joe, who are at the start of their business are going to find that quite frightening, but actually kind of probably one of the very best pieces of advice that anybody can give you. Because I think, as I said, there's a tendency when you start off to sort of every client is a good client if they're paying you. And um, maybe not even if they're paying you, as you said, you, you did websites for free, but that's a brilliant piece of advice thank you very much for sharing that joe because um, i'll say something I say else i'll yeah. say something else i'll add to that i'll add something else to that you know if you Please. get the wrong customer if you get a customer that's angry that's sad that's upset that doesn't meet your values that doesn't pay you right and they refer business to you they're going to refer the same type of business to you so you're going to get more customers ah. and more customers like yeah. that i remember i had a customer who was really really like in the beginning he's like give me a discount and i'll refer business to you and I was like, I don't need your mm. refer business. Let me just pay your bills. And he was so cheap with us. And he was so, and the project would never finish. And he was a nightmare client. And at the end, he's mm. like, I'm never going to refer any business to you ever. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. That, thank right, you. But that's, it's hard. That's also it's hard in the beginning. So what I would tell people that are starting out that have the wrong clients right now that they know are the wrong clients, do projects for them that have a clear beginning and a clear end. So you need the money, right. but you know that it's not a forever client. You know that there's a beginning and then there's a clear end. You're not taking them on retainer, but there's a beginning and an end, and you're going to do something for them just because you need to get by right now, but you know who the ideal client is, and you're leaving your bandwidth for the ideal client. Wow, that, that's, that's great. Thank you very much. Can I ask you now, Joe, if I may, about a typical day in your business life? Um, do, do you plan out everything? You've, we've spoken about the fact that you feel that clear and realistic goals are important. But on a day to day basis, can you just take us through a typical day, please? So a typical day for me is getting up at between four, four and five a.m. I don't use an alarm. So I get up whenever I get up. And then what I do is I have a set of rituals. So I, my, my, my morning used to be very reactive. I used to get up as late as possible, stumble out of bed, go late to every single meeting, grab a Danish and some orange juice on the way. And I was majorly mm -hmm. overweight and I was always had headaches and I would, you know, try to have cigarettes in order for me to feel better, but it just didn't help. Now it's very, very proactive. I get up between four and five in the morning. I drink a tall glass of 16 ounces of water. 
I say my gratitude. I look at my goals. I wash my hands. I wash my face. I stretch. I meditate. I journal. And I get into a really good state, put on my exercise clothing. I go for a run. I come back. I clear my deck for the day. I make sure that I do my creative stuff in the morning when my juices are flowing. This is way before anybody even wakes up. I clear off my inbox, and then I have a clear schedule of what I'm going to be doing that day. So I have a calendar, and in my calendar, I know what my priorities are for the day. And then the first thing we do as a team is we review our priorities when the day starts. And we all know what we're going to be doing, where we're stuck, what we didn't do the day before, and where we need help. And of course, I leave time in my calendar for chaos. So in case there is chaos, there's something going on, there's always extra time to deal with emergencies. Mm, that's interesting H how do you think sort of going back to your your sort of former self if I can say that Joe when you were starting out um, I think it's really interesting to say that you were reactive and then obviously you're now very proactive how do you think that former self would feel if you could go to them on day one if you like of your business and give them that advice would, would you have accepted that advice or no. is it just that you needed to work through this journey I needed to work through this journey. I wanted to have accepted that advice. There's no way that I would have been able to um, been able to really see this. And see, there, people learn Socratically. They learn through discovery. They don't learn through you telling them dogmatically. So if somebody came over to me and said, "Oh, your morning routine's terrible, and you can't do it," I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to even comprehend that. I lacked the awareness. So you have to actually discover it. And sometimes a good coach, a good mentor, a good book will help you discover it. But it's really having those epiphanies over time, and it really does take a tremendous amount of time for things to really kick in. Um, that's really the idea. You got to just have patience, work through it, and you know you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And when you're spending time with the right people, that's when you're going to start getting better results. I think that that's that's really interesting. I think it's interesting that you you kind of the the. You, you think that if you knew it all, then it would all be totally different. But actually, it's this journey that you've spoken about that you need to, to go through. Right. Um, right. Joe, if I could move on now um, to just talk about your sort of own experience with personal media and how you use it to sort of generate business leads or what you use it for, please. My personal leisure? No, your uh, personal social media. Oh, my social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. let me tell you how I use social media to generate business. So this is how so Joe Applebaum uses social media to generate business. If you're new to social selling, right, some people are new to social media, social selling, the first thing that you need to ask yourself if you're interested in networking or are you interested in networking or are you, do you just want to sell? Because a lot of people just want to sell. They're doing you social yeah. media, but they're not doing social media. They're just they're, they're doing social selling, but they're not doing social selling. They're doing selling. Most people don't understand what social even means. Social means you need to be a regular human and not try to, to get anyone to do anything, right? When you're in a social environment, you're not in a business environment. Business is all about getting things done. Social is about connecting and building a relationship. Now, it might not sound like you're getting things done, but the trust that you build with social often leads to selling by people buying, not by you convincing anybody to do something. Social leads to more referrals. And the first step is developing a networking philosophy. So ask yourself, what is your networking philosophy? Mine is giver's gain. So how do you become a giver? What will you do to add value to other people's lives? For me, it's about 
making 1,000 introductions a year. For me, it's about right. asking the right questions. So what I would mm. tell people is pick one platform. For me, I picked uh, LinkedIn. Pick one platform and focus on that social media platform as a primary place where you can build relationships. And for B2B professionals, LinkedIn right now is the hottest platform to get the most bang for your buck. Even if you only have 15 minutes a day, start by posting something in your network each day that has value. Engage with the network's posts and finally send out direct messages to nurture your connections and to get them offline and build a real relationship. The key is to take online relationships offline, but you need to have a strategy that often starts with a goal, like what is your revenue goal, your profit goal, how many accounts you want to have, and of course, how many calls do you want to get on each day? When I ask people how many calls do you want to get on each day, most people don't have a number. Know what your mm. process goals are, know where your product goals are, and that's how you're going to be more successful. Right. That, that's, that's really interesting. Um, Joe, you've given us some fantastic tips. Is there anything else that you think you could, could add to um, really sort of help someone who's just at that point of either kind of perhaps firstly opening a business and it's kind of day one or somebody that's at that point where, you know, they want to grow their business. They've perhaps got it to a kind of goal where they're, they're fairly happy but they want to do more are there any tips that you think you can give to either of those groups of people that we haven't covered already start with strategy sit down and craft the strategy if you don't do it yourself do it with a mentor do it with a coach do it with an experienced business person get a book about strategy and find a strategy whether it's a sales strategy a networking strategy a business strategy know what your plan is and write it down most people don't have written goals most people don't have a written strategy. Most people don't have a specific target market. Most people don't have a competitive advantage that's written down. Start with your strategy and you'll be able to move much faster. There's a saying, the right strategy will save you a decade. If there's one thing you can do, is set up the right smart strategy and then you can execute like crazy. That, that's absolutely brilliant, Joe. Thank you very much. I mean, there's, there's a wealth of tips there, Joe. Um, if people want to find out more about you, what's the best place to start, please? So you can find me on LinkedIn. You can go to joelinkedin.com, J-O-E, linkedin.com, and you could follow me there. You could reach out to me. Let me know you heard me on this podcast. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you could, people have to say. That's brilliant, Joe. Thank you. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add at the moment? I just want to add that if you're struggling in your business or in your life, know that there is a way. Success leaves clues. If somebody else did it, you can do it too. So go find somebody that has done it, follow them, and that's how you're going to get to their level. Thank you very much. That's it. That is brilliant. Thank you, Joe. I'm just going to stop recording now, okay? at least I think I am. <laughs> Joe, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. You've really given everybody um, a lot to think about. Um, awesome. I think what I'll do is we'll send you some details when we've got the podcast live. Um, if there's anything else you want to add or, or anything you, you need to tell us, by all means do so. But it's been a really enlightening time and thank you very bye much bye. for your time. Thank you, Tony. We'll be in touch. Take care. Lovely. Thanks, Joe. Take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much, Joe. You've given us a lot to think about and some really useful tips. And thank you, everybody, for joining me on this podcast.